You and I both know that developing a physical product can be very long and challenging. Welcome, Product Tribe, and thank you for listening to Product Launch Secrets, a podcast where we go behind the scenes and show you the challenges, truths, tactics, strategies, and processes for developing a physical product, whether you invented it or not, from idea to actually holding it in your hand so you can launch it into the market as quickly and as painlessly as possible and change the lives of your customers. My name is Isabel. Welcome to the journey. In today's episode, I'm going to continue my story so you can get a very clear example of what the product journey can be like. Of course, there are millions of other stories that unfold differently. Mine is just one example, but I share it with the hope that you might be able to avoid some of the mishaps and or get ideas of how to navigate the production process. Now, throughout the past five years, I have learned to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. It has been an amazing adventure, which I look forward to keep experiencing. Like any adventure, mine has had its ups and downs. As you heard in the last episode, I faced many challenges early on. I ended that part of the story by saying that I faced many delays throughout the manufacturing process. The first delay was with my tooling and hence my look like feel like prototype. So I wasn't able to see much of a finished product during my first trip to China. They gave me only the stainless steel part of the bag bug in both the flat and round shapes that we had designed. At least this gave me a good idea about the size, the look, the shape, and the quality of the stainless steel. The rest of the trip, therefore, I spent deciding on the tones of gold for the plating, the size and the color of the cubic zirconia, and the packaging, of course, which I have to say, all of it was a lot of fun. A few weeks later, when the tooling was actually ready, they were able to create the complete prototypes and ship them to me. This was so exciting. I mean, I was about to receive a real version of the product that I had dreamed up one crazy day. I was like a little kid during Christmas, literally. I mean, I cannot tell you how quickly I took them out of the packaging so that I could put one on my purse and try it out. First, they were absolutely gorgeous. And second, and most importantly, they worked. Naturally, the next step for me was to authorize the full production. I had a total of four designs and had selected three different colors, silver, gold, and rose gold. Through some negotiation, we finally agreed on a quantity of 3,000 units, though their MOQ, which means minimum order quantity, was actually 5,000 units. So as a penalty, I had to pay a price increase per unit for being under the MOQ. But this was a much lower total dollar quantity than what it would have been to produce the 2,000 more additional units just to reach their MOQ. By this point, I had been getting on weekly and bi-weekly calls with the team in China for months. Now due to the 13 to 14 hour time difference, depending on the time of year, I was on the phone either late at night or very early in the morning, and sometimes for hours at a time. The communication, as you can imagine, wasn't always easy. So after every phone call, I recapped each point of the call via email, 
with a clear agenda and with as much detail as possible. This was project management to the T. I mean, I sent agendas prior to each call. I had an Excel file with due dates for each step of the process. I had meeting minutes, and we were also using Basecamp Online for managing all of our documents, live comments, etc. This really was a full-time job. In addition, I was setting up the entire logistics for my shipping from China and receiving in the US. Now, whenever you import a product from abroad, there are very specific things that you need to have in order. And I am going to provide you with a list right now. So number one, you need to request an HTS code or codes for your product so that the correct tariff can be determined by US Customs. You do this by requesting a tariff classification ruling from US Customs. Now, you will most likely need to go through someone who specializes in import and export so that they can send the proper paperwork to request your ruling. Customs usually requires that you send a sample, which they do return. Number two, you need to have a bond and insurance for receiving your products from abroad. You also need to have marine insurance. Number three, you need to determine your shipping terms, meaning FOB, CIF, etc., which will determine who has the responsibility for transporting and loading of the goods until who is responsible for the payment um, of the ship's freight and insurance, etc. And number four, you will most likely need to work with a forwarding agent or a company that can manage the paperwork and the receipt of the shipment for you at the port of entry. Now, I worked with a guy named Vance Eklund from a company called CLO. I have his contact and website information on my resources page for you at bag-bug.com forward slash resources. Now, he set everything up for me and it was really easy. Fast forward several more months, which was more than 12 months actually late from our original timeline in November of 2016, and I was told that my order was finally ready. And since I had pre-sold a few hundred units, which I had committed to deliver in time for the holidays, I needed to have at least two boxes shipped via air as waiting for the sea cargo would have taken way too long. Now, looking back at this, Thank goodness I did this because as soon as I received the two boxes of bag bugs, guess what? Nothing was as we had agreed to with the look like feel like prototypes. I mean, the packaging, the bag, the manual, everything. I mean, nothing was as we had determined. So I had to reject the entire order and What's worse is I had to get new packaging and print new manuals in the US for my pre-orders so that I could deliver on time. I mean, I scrambled for days to find something local because I didn't even have the time for shipping back and forth. So here I was at the end of November, stressed like crazy and getting the product ready so that I could deliver each one on time. Oh, well, I finally got everything done and was able to begin shipping and delivering the pre-ordered bag bugs with plenty of time for Christmas. Phew, this was a huge relief. 
Meanwhile, new packaging, user manuals, and pads were being manufactured again for the bag bug. This time, I decided to go to China again in order to show them exactly what I was expecting in person. They did have to scrap several hundred bag bugs and start from scratch because there was just no way that I was going to accept the state that they were in. I think by now they realized that I was serious and they ended up giving some priority to the rework. Now, in addition, I told them that I had hired a quality assurance agent that would come review the work before the shipment, which meant before I made the remaining 50% of my payment. Now, the quality assurance agent obviously was an extra expense for me, but considering the situation that I had already experienced with this manufacturer, I decided that I needed to have that extra layer of protection. Needless to say, I still planned on personally checking each and every bag bug upon receipt in the U.S. And I think that this is a wise point, and moving forward, I will always do this. Now, as I was facing additional lead time before receiving my entire order, I took advantage of the trip, and on my flight back, I brought back several cartons full of good bag bugs so that I could continue selling with some stock in hand. Of course, I had to fix all of these myself and it took me hours, but at the end, it was worth it. By the time the order was complete, I had all my customs, insurance, and import documentation ready and I received the bag bugs without any issues. Thank goodness. Nothing was lost at sea at customs or anywhere else. So it was actually good news and I received my bag bugs with wide open arms and a big smile from ear to ear. Now, I had a lot of work ahead of me because I had to check each single bag bug and ensure that the manual, the packaging, the bag bug itself and everything about the product was perfect. And with that, my friends, my first product manufacturing marathon ended. So thank you for listening in and joining me today on episode three. I know there are plenty of other podcasts that you could be listening to, and I hope that what I'm sharing with you in this podcast will help you on your journey to creating, developing, and launching your product into the market so you can have a positive impact in the world. If this episode helped you today, please be sure to share it with someone you know will need it. The mission and journey that you and I share can only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. And I would like to help you even further by sharing with you some great resources. Now, I wish I knew of these resources when I started my journey five years ago. Knowing the right resources to use is more than half the battle. So go to bag-bug.com forward slash resources to check them out. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you can always leave me your comments or questions so that I can continue to serve you as best as possible. And I'll see you on the next Product Launch Secrets episode. Yeah.